Michael. Quick thought on yeah. the, uh, the big tournament coming up. I heard a sports commentator, I don't even know where it was, say we've got the 64 best teams coming to play. Yeah. Do you really think the Slippery Rock or Pepperdine is better than the Badgers just because they won their conference? <laughs> I like Slippery Rock. Um, I would say no. But Badgers yeah, look pretty rough at the end of the day. But I would also say no. So. Yeah, that's what I get tired of saying now. There's a little team. I think the Sister in. Mary School of the Blind would definitely lose to the Badgers. Uh, but they'd probably yeah. be in as a playing game, you know. Yeah, so, okay, well, I'll, I'll wait. Hey, Tony, how's the, how's the weather in Illinois? They're going to get beat out in the first round of the NCAA at the Illini. Yeah, I mean the Big Ten is interesting every year for March Madness. Hey Tony, how's uh, yeah. how's weather in Illinois? We got a bunch of snow here in Madison. Good, no, we got nothing. We've had very little this winter at all. Very That's little. Good. Oh, and by the way, if Aaron Rodgers becomes a uh, Jet, yeah, I'm going to root for the Sharks. It took, you, it took um, you a minute to get that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. West Side Story. Yeah, West Side. Tony, you're the man, brother. You're the man, Tony. Nice to hear from you, man. Have a good weekend. See you, buddy. That's funny. I got Tony. Yeah, Roddy. Listen to all these basketball broadcasts, you know, whether you're watching ESPN, FS1, Big Ten, SEC Network, you can go on and on and on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody thinks anybody's good. Yeah. Like, you hear people ripping the Big Ten. They're like, oh, you know, you got Purdue and everyone else could be out after the first round, which, I mean, it could happen. But then I was watching uh, an ACC game and everyone's like, yeah, you know, the ACC is extremely weak this year. They actually have the Mountain West rated higher than the ACC, which, you know, for most basketball people out there that are casual fans are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the ACC is supposed to have good basketball. They're garbage this year. Yeah. You look at the Big East. It's like you got UConn, you got uh, Marquette. You look at the middle of the road teams in the Big East, they're not that great. People were ripping on the Big 12 for being soft, uh, lack of defense, just high-flying offensive teams. I don't. I haven't heard a conference that's been talked up like, hey, they're going to – the conference I've actually been heard that's been talked up the most – is the Mountain West because they're probably <laughs> going to get four teams in. That's hilarious. Uh, so I was watching a little Big East yesterday. Oh, yeah. I was at Badger Tavern for a quick minute with our guy Ronnie, Marquette Ron. Oh, yeah. We're watching Marquette Golden Eagles take on the uh, St. John's Red Storm. St. John's uh, could have won that game against the Marquette Golden Eagles. It went to overtime. Marquette wins 72-70, to 70, but they look, they didn't look that good either. That's what I'm saying. Every single And channel. I won money off of it for amusement only. So I get, like, the ACC network, the SEC network, Pac-12, blah, 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 go right down the line. I have not heard one of those channels talking up their conference. Everyone's like, yeah, we have insert this team and that team, and then there's everyone else and a lot of fringe tournament teams. It feels like that's everywhere this year. In fact, college basketball is so – is it parody or is it just bad right now? I think uh, it's bad basketball. Like, yeah. you're seeing skill sets just disappear from the game. Like they can't they can't hit layups. Yeah. It's crazy. Is this all due to AAU? That's what a lot of people say. Yep. That AAU that you don't learn the fundamentals, it's basically you're a great athlete, and you go out there and run up and down the court, dunk the basketball, make, you know, crazy layups, and that's it. Let's go back and to YMCA ball. Hell yeah! Well, that's what that's why they got all those Euro guys. CYO ball. It's got those Euro guys coming over. They're so good now in the NBA because they go with the fundamentals. Yeah, that's and that's what it was when like the U.S. started losing in the Olympics. People yeah. were like, "Well, they're just going for glorious dunks and all this." And these guys are sitting here making outside jumpers, uncontested, got because, the mid-range. because 
the Americans don't need to cover them because the Americans can't make them, so they don't think anybody else can. <laughs> and it's like, gee, you guys Hot just... take. I'm, I'm going with it. From listening to all the broadcast, you look at all the conference and, and all the teams that are supposed to, to get in or projected to get into the tournament, pound for pound, Mountain West might be the best. Are you going Mountain West to win it all? What about the AAC? Dude, look at the Mountain West. <laughs> Dude, they're going to get four. They're going to get four teams out of this crappy conference, and we're talking about a conference that's like UNLV, Air Force, <laughs> Wyoming, San Jose State, sounds, you, Utah sounds pretty State. Good. Sounds yeah, sounds pretty good. Well, like, you look at uh, some of the other conferences, and they're talking about like Pac-12, for example. Okay, you got your UCLA, Arizona, USC, Oregon. Arizona State's a bubble. Washington State's a bubble. Utah's Oregon probably a bubble, out, isn't it? I thought I saw them as a bubble. Like, well, that's sometime this week. Regardless, <laughs> even if there are a bubble, yeah, that's three teams that are guaranteed in three bubble teams. Yeah, it's the Pac-12. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and is look, look at the SEC guys. They're you horrible. Have, oh, dude, Alabama, dude, Alabama's the class. Kentucky, Missouri, and Tennessee. Everyone after that is a bubble team. Yeah, yeah, it's. <laughs> What about the AAC, Rowdy? The American? You got Houston. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That's what I led with. Oh, he's, yeah. he's like, what? <laughs> that's what led this rant. <laughs> In the AAC, you have Houston, Memphis, yeah. probably Tulane, and what? Maybe Cincinnati gets in there. That's four. That's what? that's comparable to like the Mountain West. And the Big Ten is going. What's the Big Ten historically get? Like seven, eight teams. I think eight, eight's eight, pretty yeah. safe. Eight. How many? How many is uh, Big Ten getting this year? Then eight, fourteen. All <laughs> oh, put the whole Big Ten. Uh, in. Let's well, go, baby. If you go right down, so, the line, except for Minnesota, Wisconsin finished twelfth, and they're right on the bubble. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So there's this. Is was is college basketball just straight up bad? With how bad Wisconsin is, Rowdy sent us this tweet last night. Seth Davis. Seth Davis tweets this out. Quote: Everyone is saying Wisconsin is cooked, but I'm not so sure. They are still six and seven in quad one games, and their loss to Ohio State just got better. Yeah. Someone is going to have to pass them. So Seth Davis is insinuating that Wisconsin could be in. Well, you were talking about <laughs> the Big East. Here's the Big East: Marquette, Xavier, Creighton, UConn, Providence, probably. Yeah, that's only four or five teams in that conference too. None of those are quad one either. Yeah, yeah. and like the Big Twelve. Now a lot of people think. On paper, the Big 12 is really good, but they also play pretty soft defense. Yeah. They fly up and down the court, Just and like they chuck football. a lot of shots. <laughs> you get Kansas, okay. You have Texas, Kansas State, Baylor, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State's fringe. They're 8-10 and 10 in conference. West Virginia was fringe. They're 7-11. and 11. Don't even. They were talking about Tech and, and Oklahoma not too long ago. They're 5-13 and 13 in conference. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, looking at Wisconsin, I'm looking at quad one wins right now. Wisconsin has a lot of quad one wins compared to, like, everyone else in the country. Like, they're up they there. They have more quad one games than a lot of people yeah. in the country. Like, they're they, up there. Their quad one, quad two combined is more than most people have on their schedule. Ebo, yesterday you said Wisconsin, make, make the NIT great again. Yeah. Let's make college basketball great again. What, do you want to impose a, an even longer stay to go to the NBA? No. Like just what makes it better? Learn teach people skills. Like when Wisconsin used to be able to be the like little pull up jumper kings, and that's how they beat people. And then they'd be able to drive the hoop. And when people got afraid of that, that's when the pull up jumpers came, and that's what got them to winning. And now 
you have two guys who are supposed to be your down low guys, even though in the swing anybody can be, and they're the guards are now afraid to even go low. Yeah. Um, it like it just or boxing it's, out like yeah. the little things. It's the little things, making the nice pass, Getting boxing rebounds. out, it's the little things. Wisconsin is tied for 15th in the nation for quad one wins. Yeah. Again, tied for 15th in the nation for quad one wins. And you watched the Badgers play 31 freaking times this year. And we don't think they're a very good team. But yet, you talk about all these other teams. They're not very good either. I think it's just bad basketball. Man. Could you imagine the Badgers getting in the NCAA tournament? I think people would. They have, well, I'm by the way, for it. By the way, they have zero quad four uh, losses. I just don't want to watch the NIT. Marquette has a quad three loss. Yeah, to Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rowdy, I hope they get in. I don't want to watch the NIT. Well, uh, this is, I told this. I said this is my dream yesterday as I was watching Marquette uh, squeak by St. John's in overtime. Here's my dream. And, Rowdy, you inspired me on this. I said this right to Marquette Ron's face. Well, Rowdy, it was your, it was your dream initially. I said it right to his face. I think it was Rowdy's nightmare because he didn't want people to get their hopes up. What would you say about Wisconsin, Rowdy? But then I, it was my dream. I said it to Marquette Ron. <laughs> but Wisconsin may be getting Oh, in. that if, yeah, if they do somehow get placed in this tournament, I wouldn't mind seeing them get, like, an 11 seed, you know, where they got to play into the tournament. They, they get a win. They become the 11, they play the 6, they find a win, and then they meet like a number 3 seeded Marquette or whoever it would be. And, and they beat them. They beat Marquette. And then they absolutely get pounded by 30 the next game. I would love to, I would love to see the Badgers squeak in and, some, and people are like all upset about it on Selection Sunday. And then like Rowdy said, they make a little trek and then they somehow go against Marquette and beat them. And see the Marquette fans just squirm. <laughs> I said that right to Marquette Ron's face. He said, Ebo, if that happened, you would not be alive. It's like I would be filled with rage. Like, bring it on, Ron. <laughs> bring it on, baby. Uh, but yes. All right. So, um, it called, Selection Sunday is 5 o'clock on Sunday. So, yeah. I, the Badgers got some help last night, yesterday. Right, Rhodes? They did. I mean, a lot of bubble teams were losing and not able to help themselves. You talked about Michigan. They North Carolina, down. they fell. The, Michigan gets beat by Rutgers, and Rutgers was a team that was probably in, but to make sure they needed a win. You look at, I know Seton Hall two nights ago, they lost opening day of the Big East tournament. Mm-hmm. You look at some of these other teams that were fringe. Oklahoma State went down last night to Texas. I mean, Penn State moved fully into in now in a lot of uh, yeah. places. Over as, Illinois. As, a, as opposed to being North Carolina lost to Virginia. Yep. You got yeah. North uh, Carolina now out. Out. Which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, there's so many uh, you just shake your head and you, you look at it and you go, man, so many of these teams, all they have to do is win a game or two. Their backs are against the wall to get in, and they they, they haven't done it. Nope. I think I was going to make it in. Nevada lost I to San Jose not. State. We were on Nevada last night. Yeah. Yep. They looked exactly like Wisconsin. They started <laughs> trying with 12 minutes left when they got down double digits. Oh, buddy. That's how you do it. It is how you do uh, it. Oregon beat. Washington State. Washington State was another fringe team. Wazoo. Uh, yeah, it's it's just... Arkansas and Auburn. Arkansas beat Auburn. Both of those teams were kind of fringe. All right, Wisconsin fans. Wisconsin is, I mean, Seth Davis is saying don't count them out yet with the quad one wins. And they get tied for 15th in the country. If Wisconsin made it into the NCAA tournament, would you be like, hell yeah? Or would you be like, oh, no? Because I see a lot of Wisconsin fans be like, they don't deserve it. 
Well, you can't hold it against them for the committee selecting them if that happens. Yeah. If they're in, they're in. You know what you do? You say no. We don't deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, if they if they give you a bid for selection Sunday, you got to turn it down, man. You don't yeah. deserve it. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. You give them a pass if they get in. You absolutely bitch nonstop if they don't. <laughs> I like that, Rowdy. I like that. I like that a lot, Rowdy. Give them a pass if they get in. If you don't, they had tied 15th of the country for quad one wins. They should have been in. End of the world. If they're out to get us. Second time in 24 years. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. All right, welcome back in. All right, but I put the Twitter poll up, Rowdy. It's up. It's a litmus test of who you want to say, who you want to go. It's, you know, cutthroat out there. You can only choose one. Which do you choose? Greg Gard stays, Aaron Rodgers goes, or Rodgers stays and Gard goes? Rowdy, you already threw your hat in the ring. Say, Gardo. Get out of here. Guard. You're <laughs> gone. <laughs> I also went with Ricardo gone. I love you, Greg. I love you, Greg Guard. I'm like a guard supporter, but I love Rogers just a little more. And right now, uh, early returns, 60% going with guard stays, Rogers goes. Ebo, one might be a baller, but the other's a Hall of Famer. Ice Cube said it best, Rowdy. And that was just Ice Cube playing right there. Oh, man. Uh, we got to think of like a, a rap name for this guy. Ice Cube, more into like uh, a flow rider already has it taken. Uh, our guy from Florida, Dave Essler. What's up, Mr. Essler? I, did I lose Dirty White Boy or what? Oh, oh that's, well, no. Yeah. Dirty. You got it. One of the big 10 regular season. I, Dave, I love Greg Guard. I'm a Greg Guard supporter, but if you hold my feet to the fire, one's got to stay, one's got to go. I love Aaron I mean, Rodgers more. I, I, well, only because one has to stay. Yes. You know, that, In a perfect world, you keep them both, you know? I don't know why you get rid of them both. I mean, you gotta, you got to move, move on from Rogers at some point. Just do it. And, uh, you know, I guard with uh, some of that sort of, you know, that whole thing with Juwan Howard. and, and Guard would have mopped the floor of Juwan Howard, by the way. Yeah, and recording meetings and whatnot. You know, I don't know. Is there something? Is there? Is there? Is there fire where there's smoke? There, I don't know. You don't mess with the guy with no hair. Team Small here is furious, Dave. All right, you better watch out yeah. for Greg Gard. He's from Cobb. Hey, by the way, he's from Cobb, Wisconsin. You ever heard of Cobb, Wisconsin? No, but I've heard of that place where he where he coached high school basketball with Plattsville or something. Dave, you need to come to Cobb, Wisconsin for the corn cob boil at Cobb, Wisconsin. You'd have a blast. Oh, what would you say, Roddy? If you blink, you miss it. <laughs> Dave, will you play, Will you come to the corn cob boil this summer? And what do you do at a corn cob boil other than boil corn cob? You go to Cobb, Wisconsin, eat a bunch of corn, and get just piss wasted. And probably listen to a band in a field. Why would you... Why? Why would I want to do that? What do you mean? It sounds awesome. Okay. You gotta broaden your horizons, Dave. Come on, be a, come, come be a cultured man. Do I get internet in this field? Yeah, you can, yeah, totally. Yeah, broaden your horizons, Dave. Come to a random field in rural Wisconsin. Yeah, eat some, some corn. corn and then drink a lot of alcohol and listen to like a cover band. That's like, like everyone's dream. And maybe play some cornhole or some bags. Same thing. Um, no. I, when when is this? In the summer. Late summer. Right. We've never and been there, but we've heard of it. I've drove by it a couple of times. Are you guys doing a remote from there? We should. 
<laughs> hey, next Friday, um, can I make the announcement, Rowdy? I mean, we're in. We're good to go. Dave, next Friday, we're going to be in yeah. Appleton, Wisconsin, at one of our listeners. It's like a man cave, but slash garage. We're just, and for St. Patrick's Day, we're just going to get plowed and have an awesome time in the man cave garage doing the show. A listener's can garage. And management allows this? Well, I mean, I, I kind of am management, so yeah, we, I allow it. <laughs> We'd love to have you, Dave. We'd love to, the invite's also up for that for you as well, if you feel so inclined, all right? One of these days, we are going to do that. Yeah, next Friday, and then the corn cob boil, all right? I think I should probably come up with a golf <laughs> Well, that's this Saturday, so uh, yeah, feel free. All right, Dave, anyways, let's get to it. It's uh, a, lot of, a lot of basketball underway. By the way, I won uh, for Marquette. Now, I was in a, for entertainment purposes only, where you just throw in five bucks and then they pull off the sheet of paper of what your number you get. I ended up getting two. Went to overtime. Marquette wins 72 to 70. Therefore, the, you know, the last two numbers added up to two. I won me some money for entertainment purposes only. So I am feeling hot right now. So give me something good in college basketball. Well, is that kind of really rather just a stroke of luck how you won that game or no? Real men make their own luck, Dave. I got it. I got it. You know, it's too bad you couldn't have Marquette today. I think they might they might just beat Connecticut. Um, you know, they 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 did finish first in the Big East. I mean, let's not let's not overlook that. Um, I know Connecticut's good, but you know, teams that'll teams that'll make them run a little bit like Marquette might. Um, they're gonna give them trouble, and it's also probably gonna be a little bit more of a of a horse contest from outside the arc. And I will take the team that's already played in that arena, and that would be Marquette. So they'll hold on to that ticket. I'll do just that. Rowdy, have you been bouncing your ideas off of Dave from the edge? Yeah, we talked about a few. Obviously, the, the three that I took today in the Razor's Edge was Missouri plus 5.5, Miami plus 2.5, and, and Iowa State plus 4.5. A, a lot of dogs. You got any uh, opinions on those, David? Yeah, I mean, they all seem rather sort of ballsy, if you will, but, I mean, that's how you make your money. Yeah. Um, I said going into the tournament I would not bet against Kansas. I mean, they just look like they're on a little bit of a mission. Um, and, you know, they want the number one seed. And, you know, Iowa State is kind of playing on borrowed time. I mean, which which are you going to put more stock on, the you know, the 4-10 four and, four and ten conference stretch or two wins against Baylor, you know? Um, I think that the two wins against Baylor are good wins, but how much did Baylor really need to win? You know, I mean, Iowa State's one of those teams that, Maybe worse than a bubble team. They have to win. Um, can they give Kansas trouble? I don't know. I think I think the bubble might burst on Iowa State today. Uh oh, Rowdy, look out, man! Oh, Dave, let's uh, turn our attention to the NBA. Then, by the way, follow Dave on Twitter, Dave underscore Esler E S S L E R pregame dot com. He is a genius. Dave, I saw you tweeting about the Bucks uh, a couple days ago. Uh, what are we thinking about the Deer right now? Th- this team, they can play without Giannis, they can play without some of their big dogs, and they still go out and win. What's that look, though, for the eyes of a gambler? Um, you know, they're still overvalued. I mean, one of the reasons I took Philadelphia that night was, you know, Milwaukee's not going to go undefeated the rest of the season. I, I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> Philadelphia, Philadelphia's too good to give five and a half points to and sooner or later, Philadelphia had a whole lot more to prove. 
Dave, so, I'm, I'm glad you bring yeah, that up. The way the game, the way the game played out, I mean, the Bucks went up a ton and, and then blew it, but that's the NBA. Dave, it's so funny you bring up that you apologize. The Bucks aren't going to go undefeated the rest of the year. I actually fielded a bet with a listener. Uh, the listener said that uh, NBA teams would be tanking uh, the bad ones that the Bucks played against, and the good ones weren't good enough to beat the Bucks. And he said the Bucks would win out. What would the was it a thirty-three game? Win? It was a. Tw- he said the Bucks would win out from here on, and it was twenty games left in the season, yeah. and they were already on a sixteen-game win streak. And again, they played Philly the next game. Saturday night. So, Dave, I said I took that bet no problem. So if I were to uh, win, which I did, I get a bottle of liquor. If the listener were to win, I had to buy a stretch limousine to Wrigley Field with behind home plate tickets to watch the Cubs and the steak dinner in the limousine. I easily took that bet. And then the 76ers immediately won. <laughs> the very next game. Oh, it's like taking liquor from a baby, David. Yeah, I mean, it can be if you stay in the zone, no pun intended, and don't let that. And don't let that noise get in your way like sometimes your friend Rowdy does. Oh, he, you know how he likes to talk, Dave. You know, you know this. Well, can you give no, us I know, but he, he tries to think of like every possible little angle. And sometimes he talks himself out of what hey. would be a good, a good bet. Rowdy debuted a new segment yesterday. It's called the Degenerate Play of the Day. Did you tell Dave about this, Rowdy? Norfolk State, baby. Nor- huge second half. And Norfolk and Way, Dave, they pulled through the degenerate play of the day hit for Rowdy. How about that, baby? Yeah, yeah. I, I told him I wouldn't do it. I, you know, <laughs> I thought you were a degenerate. Um, no, I mean, those little conferences, they're just, I mean, 20-point underdogs routinely went outright in those, the MEAC and some of the other real tiny conferences. I rarely bet on those, and if I do, I'm, I'm taking the points like every single time. Yeah. All right, so Dave, Selection Sunday is going to be coming up, obviously. What was, uh, What do you do come March Madness? Or do you sleep? Do you, are you just pop a bunch of Adderall or coffee or something and just start like crushing lines? Like, What does Dave Essler do to prepare for March Madness? I play golf, chew a few gummies, you know, um, <laughs> space out. You know, actually, I've already started um, probably two weeks ago. I went through all the sort of upper echelon teams that you know are going to be in there and, and kind of handicapped their weaknesses. It's like, okay, well, they're, you know, 28 and four, but who beat them and why? So I can sort of be prepared if they get matched up against a similar profile team. Uh, and I, I do that for probably the top 25 teams. And then um, starting last week, I'll, I'll, brush up on these teams and I'm like, is that even a conference? Um, <laughs> you know, just, just to see, and you know, I mean, that actually is the, that's probably actually the most helpful because you know, the elite teams and you at least have a, a formative opinion yeah. before you start. But in some of those little ones, it's like, and you know, look at it, man, they were 28 and four and they beat, let's see, they beat Villanova in North Carolina. Maybe we better pay attention to them. I mean, you can't can't know all 352 teams off the top of your head. Does Dave Essler have a team he's looking out for to maybe make a little run in the NCAA tournament when you fill out a bracket? um, Yeah, I mean, I got a couple. I mean, Houston's favorite, but you kind of have to like Houston because, you know, here's a stat for you. I think 17 of the last 20 years, the eventual national champion was in the top 20, both offensively and defensively, which makes a whole lot of sense because 
you can't win every game by outscoring people or, you know, you can't win every game being Rutgers mm-hmm. by just stopping people. And um, Houston, there's four teams this year, Houston, Texas, Alabama, and Houston. And, you know, Texas away from home, not good. Um, Coach Terry may be in over his head. Um, Alabama, they got beaten by teams that slowed them down. Um, or they, they lost to Gonzaga, but Gonzaga is a better team. Um, and, you know, they'll get matched against the, you know, they might get matched against a, you know, a Rutgers and a, and a Cincinnati and not be able to do what they do. So I like Houston. I worry about their lack of size, but, you know, I looked at it this way at plus 550 right now. You know, if they win a couple games and get into the Elite Eight, it's, it's going to be plus 350. So okay. I might as well do it. All right. Cool. Um, I'm going to steal that for Semi sleeper Gonzaga because nobody's talking about him this year, so there's a <laughs> so they won't disappoint everyone like they usually do. Exactly. <laughs> um, so 20, 20, 20 to one, they still got one of the best players in the nation, maybe. Um, so if I had to pick two teams, I would uh, Houston would be my sort of chalk, and Gonzaga would come out of the next year. I don't know, Dave. That Gonzaga, everyone picks Gonzaga every year, but to your point, no one's really talking about him. So Gonzaga is always exactly. that big, big old stinker in the tournament. Exactly. What would you yes, line? I'm, what would you I'm line? Very, I'm, very, I'm very broke over those losses. I'm good. <laughs> what would you say the odds are of Wisconsin making the tournament? Yeah, people say look out for their quad one wins, Dave. Yeah, I, you know, I've heard that argument. I mean, I guess it's going to depend on how many teams they want to take from the Big Ten. All of them. You know, I mean, the big. Yeah. Well, Besides Minnesota. I mean, the big, you know, the Big Ten is the second-ranked conference, so, you know, just based on stats, they're going to they're gonna get, you know, most of those teams in. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you guys would know better than me. I mean, well, overall, we're, we're, we're confused. That's why we're asking you, Dave. Overall, 17 wins, I'm not sure that gets in, but, you know, you're right. Every year they seem to go, oh, they got all these quad one wins. Well, you know, I mean, I... I don't buy that theory, but I'm—I've uh, been kicked off the committee. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think committee likes you gambling on the teams that they put in, so I, I think that's probably why. <laughs> oh, it's okay as long as you're not involved in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Dave, we love you, man. Uh, one quick question. Our, one of our listeners says, is Dave going to bet on the WWE if they become a legalized sports gambling, if they legalize it? No, I won't because I go back to what, like Chief J. Strongbow and Bruno Sammartino when it was even more, it was even more fake, fake than it is now. So, I mean, I, I can I can give out my leans, but I'm not going to bet on it. Not back, bet not, unscripted. Not back it with my own money. You don't want to bet on scripted events, Dave? Only if you get the script. Yeah, yeah get the script and then, exactly. then let us know. Yeah, well, yeah. Dave, I love you, brother. We got some golf on the docket today. No, I play Wednesday. No, well, whatever you do this weekend, Dave, be safe and uh, go win some money. Okay, I know you will. I'll do it. I'll do it, and I hope you guys do as well. All right. Oh, uh, I looked up the itinerary of the corn cob boil from last year. Uh, they had. Yeah. Let's see here. There's dancing, obviously. There's a shine and show classic car show, Dave. So you like classic cars? There's a volleyball tournament, beanbag tournament, uh, inflatable rides. The chicken barbecue, of course, corn. So just just oh, keep that in mind, okay? I don't know. I think the inflatable rides might have been the least thing. <laughs> <laughs> have a good weekend, Dave. We love you, brother. I love you guys too. Take care. If you Google this name, I did it this morning. I typed in Aaron Rodgers.
And I hit search. The first thing that popped up wasn't about the Packers. Wasn't about the Jets. It was this, Rowdy. Aaron Rodgers tabbed as a guest speaker at a psychedelic conference this summer. We have every story we could ever want about Aaron Rodgers. Now he's at a psychedelic convention this summer as a keynote speaker in Denver. There's a little difference for you besides all the nonsense of the Jets and the Packers. So there you go. Rodgers at a pro psychedelic uh, conference. Big time featured speaker. Him and his buddy Aubrey Marcus. Going to be getting it going. But seriously, back to... The matter at hand. It's imminent, right, Rowdy? I mean, Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network, uh, he has reported uh, that the Jets have given the Packers uh, compensation, what they'll do for the contract, uh, and, you know, everything they do to get Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Now the ball literally is in Aaron Rodgers' court to say to the Packers and the Jets what he wants to do. I've got a feeling that it is uh, happening very quickly. What do you think? Well, I mean, Rob Reichel said, give it 72 hours and this will be done. Well, in a couple hours, we'll be at uh, 48 hours left uh, of Robbie's timeline. So, yeah, probably sometime this weekend. Could be one of those Friday news dumps. Because you can't imagine he drags it out past March 14th. You'd hope not. And we're at, we're sitting here today, Friday, March 10th. This is the 10th. Uh, Tom Pellicero was really breaking it down here. I'm going to play a little bit of this. Here is what we know right now about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and the Jets. A contingent of Jets officials flew to California on Tuesday to meet with Rodgers as he continues to sort out his future plans. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback. They have thought through what it would take in terms of the draft pick compensation as well as what they would do with the contract. And if Aaron Rodgers comes to the Packers and says that he wants to be traded, then they are open to working with him on that deal. What has not happened as of this exact moment is Aaron Rodgers telling the Packers or the Jets what his intentions are. I'm going to pause it right there. Rodgers has yet to tell the Jets or the Packers what his intentions are. He sat in a room for four days, came out of it, said, I thought what it would be like to keep playing. I thought what it would be like to retire. I thought just what life would be like in general. He still then, uh, that was on the Pat McAfee show, and then still said he needed some time. Well, Rowdy, again, you said 14th. What Mark Murphy say a couple months ago that he was hoping it was, uh, you know, when the start of free agency begins before that, which is the 15th. So, Aaron Rodgers still taking the sweet time. Do you fall under the camp that Rodgers likes to kind of drag this out because he likes his name? In, yes. In the media, in the network, yes. the headlines. And he likes playing the cat and mouse game with the media in general. He likes trolling them. Yeah, he totally does. All right, here's more from Tom Pelissero. He holds the keys to this with a nearly $60 million fully guaranteed compensation for 2023 and effective veto power over any deal that might happen. Rodgers himself has only said publicly that he has been thinking about all options in terms of continuing to play in Green Bay, being traded, and potentially even retiring. Meanwhile, we... All right, so there you go. There's the NFL Network's Tom Pelissero. How bad how bad would the Green Bay Packers look if Aaron Rodgers decides to walk away? And like seriously walks away. He's not trying to Carson Palmer and like he's just done retire he just retires. It, yeah, he just retires. He's like, you know what? I'm done. Brian Gutekunst. How bad is that gonna look for the Packers? Like they just signed that contract. Yeah. The one year you get out of him on that contract was a broken thumb where a lot of the team around him was kind of failing. He didn't have his best season. Yeah. 
and then he walks away and you take that kind of hit, that'd be quite the tough scene for the front office there. Well, Especially you- when originally, if they didn't rework his contract at all, yeah. they didn't cut the last year off of it before they redid the deal. But you got to put some blame on Rodgers for been, that too, right? He would have been... He would have been a free agent already. Who would you who would you say is hampering the Packers more because of it? I, I mean, I, obviously, I would say Brian Gutekunst of the contract and you know what he did and didn't do. But Rodgers has to shoulder some blame too because he he also had, was in that room and had to sign the contract. And he's like, I'm going to be here for three years. Well, don't you think like if you're the front office and you sign this deal, and at the time you don't you don't know what Jordan Love is, you're still unsure what his capabilities are. Yeah. If you sign that deal and Aaron Rodgers signs on the dotted line for a three or four year contract, don't you feel like he should? He's thinking he's going to play three or four you, years. You would think so. Like yeah. I could understand. Like at the fourth year, you know, he's sitting there. He's like forty one, forty two, and he's like, ah, you know, I don't, I don't think I, I'm going to call it a career. I yeah. get that. Yeah. But why would you structure it the way that you did? Yeah, I don't know. And allow him to have all that power and and money if it walks away. And two. Wouldn't you want assurance that the guy is going to play more yeah. than one year oh, yeah. on the contract? I mean, I wonder if this is a long – because you never hear anyone say Rodgers retiring anymore. It's all about Jets, Jets, Jets. Like, Rodgers is going to be a Jet. Rodgers is going to be a Jet. Uh, Rodgers, as you just heard Tom Pelissero, he literally hasn't said anything besides all options are on the table. And we have always said, like, I can see Rodgers coming out of this hobbit hole for four days and be like, I'm going to retire. And if that's the case, then you look at what Brian Gutekunst shelled out to bring back Aaron Rodgers – and what he did or didn't do, but then you go back and see what he drafted Jordan Love, and it really pissed off Aaron Rodgers. We all saw that, right? Then Rodgers went on this, like, I demand more. I want to stay in the front office. I want to bring my guys back. What if this is just Aaron Rodgers' long play? You know how he treats his family, right, or doesn't treat his family. What if this is an Aaron Rodgers' long play to just hold a grudge and completely stick it to Brian Gutekunst, and he walks out the door retiring, and the Packers are left with their <clears throat> in their hand? Yeah, it would not be ideal. No. Now, all that Could being you see Rodgers doing it, though? Now, all that being said, I think he's coming back. To the Packers? To play in the NFL. Oh, play in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't feel like he'd be retiring, but it still is an option. I mean, he has, he has not said that he's what exactly he's doing. But the courtship with the Jets when he's there in the tarmac hugging Woody Johnson and the GM and Robert Salah and Nathaniel Hackett, and they're there for 11 hours. And the Packers granted him permission to do so. <laughs> it, it looks like he's going to be a Jet. We'll see. Then I saw people saying it was Kurt Benkert of all people, Rowdy, uh, tweeting about this, saying, "Watch out for the Miami Dolphins to come in and scoop up Aaron Rodgers." He, that's the only person I have heard say Dol- Dolphins is Kurt Benkert of anyone that I'm not even saying he's in the know, but saying, "Look out for the Miami Dolphins to come and scoop Rodgers out of nowhere." Have you heard anything about that? No, but yeah. I mean, Dolphins seem to be in the market for a quarterback, even though they still currently have Tua, because yeah, they've been at, rumored for Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. It could be a Friday news dump. You know, Fridays around five o'clock is when uh, a lot of people dump a bunch of news, you know, stories out there that may be a little bigger to try and catch everyone off guard as they're you know getting done with work and ready for the weekend. If you abide by the news dump stuff, but I don't know. It's it's in a minute though. It's gonna happen soon. Let's see here, Sauce Gardner. Uh, remember him? He came to Lambeau Field. They beat the Packers. He wore the cheese head. Pissed off a lot of people. He said he'd burn the cheese head to get Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. He was streaming yesterday. By the way, I'm streaming as well. Uh, you can see Rowdy and myself. Twitch.tv slash Evo says. Sauce Gardner, while he was streaming Rowdy, he was with, uh, appeared with receiver Garrett Wilson and running back Reese Hall. 
Sauce said that if Rodgers joins the Jets, and I quote, it's packaged deals all over. I can't tell y'all who, but just know. He said that while streaming. And then there's this. Rumors floating around that David Bakhtiari may go with Rodgers to New York. And Randall Cobb. Uh, let's see here. Alan Lazard. Let's see here. It's unclear what Gardner meant. Referring to one or more of the various players that Rodgers said he wants the Packers to keep. Tight end, Mercedes Lewis, Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari, Alan Lazard, and tight end, Robert Tunyon. All but Bakhtiari, though, will be free agents next week. <laughs> Could you imagine the sell to Packer Nation from Brian Gutekunst? Now, GMs never get to the podium and really talk about anything. The next time they'll hear from Goody will be the NFL draft. But could you imagine both Rodgers and Bakhtiari going to New York and Brian Gutekunst having to get up on the podium and explain to Packer Nation of like what happened? Like Personally, when you look at the contract for David Bakhtiari, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to cut him. Because remember, people were talking about potentially cutting David Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. You're only saving like five or six million. It's not that's not worth how good David Bakhtiari was when he played last year. When he played again, he graded out as like a top ten left hey, tackle. Like, yeah. and then by about halfway through the season, it looked like they figured it out and he was ready to go. So the cutting thing doesn't make any sense. Now the extending doesn't make any sense. Now I, I get a restructure, but if they do trade him. Are the Packers just preparing to eat a lot of money for one year and then start to clear the books? Kind of seems like it, doesn't it? It, it does if if he is included in that package. And I love this. Our guy Soul Surfer on Twitch says once Rodgers is gone, Packers then definitely take a first round receiver just to piss Rodgers off even more. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Rodgers' whole career never take a receiver in the first round. And then you go back to Ron Wolf saying his biggest regret was never getting Brett Favre weapons either. Then no one heeded his device or his uh, advice afterwards. And now Brian Gutekunst has got to be up there explaining the Packer Nation, and he'll never get a legit answer out of him. I mean, but imagine the slings and the arrows of saying, "Yeah, we uh, had to trade away Rodgers and David Bakhtiari because we gave Rodgers that power. Now we're just going to eat all of that money and just be absolute turds." For the upcoming season. Well, I don't think they'd have to be super bad. The, obviously, the offensive line would take a hit if Bakhtiari's not there. How's Jordan Love look? Where's the wide receivers? But you got to imagine that they'd also start to think about some other roster moves because, I mean, they're still bringing back Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, yeah. which, yeah. I mean, if if the head coach decides to hand the football off. <laughs> Could He's going to have to maybe could be very useful. Well, half a Packer, well, a lot of Packer contingencies say, well, Aaron Rodgers never followed the plays. He made all his own plays. Jordan Love will follow what Matt LaFleur does. You know, do you remember like all of like those weight loss where they could, you'd have like a journal yeah. and it would be like how many ounces of water you drank and every so many yeah. ounces you filled out a box. Yeah. That's what LaFleur needs for like Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. He needs like a checklist <laughs> box. Oh, oh. Two, every two carries, he's got to check it off oh. to make sure he knows where they're freaking at. Got the two, got the four, got the six. All right. We're, our goal, our goal was uh 20 today. We got to make sure we get down to 20. <laughs> Give him 10 boxes. Yeah. Because Matt LaFleur, Aaron Jones would have like six carries. And then after the game, he'd be like, oh, well, that's on me. I didn't, I didn't realize that. I got to do better at doing that. 
And then Packer Nation or some of the cheeseheads would be like, well, Aaron Rodgers was changing all the plays. Uh, he, he's the reason why they didn't hand the ball off. And then Matt LaFleur would go to the podium and he'd say, like, remember that one time LaFleur came to the podium and we it broke it down? It wasn't one time. It was multiple times. It was Matt LaFleur's play calling. Like, do you, you remember it better than I do. What was LaFleur saying? Then he, he went to the podium. You figured the math out on At it. least two or three times and was talking about how it was on him that he didn't realize that Aaron Jones didn't get enough touches or didn't get enough carries. And then, yeah, to your point about uh, calling audibles, it came down to, like, Aaron Rodgers' If this is true, and the math that Matt LaFleur used, Aaron Rodgers was changing plays like four to five times a game. Yeah, yeah. And it was LaFleur's play calling. He's like, yeah, it's me. I got to do better. He's like, I give Rodgers, you know, we called on the RPOs. Rodgers maybe changed it like three to four. Rowdy figured the math out. Rodgers was barely changing the plays, especially in that game. And LaFleur's like, yeah, Yeah, according, According to what he said, it was like four to five times. Yeah. So... But Jordan Love will run the playbook. Well, then other people say that the play was being changed like every other play. <laughs> so, uh, I will miss the drama that Rodgers brings, with, uh, especially late in his career with Packer Nation. Of like all there's the definitely a difference between quote-unquote changing the play where you're audibling out to something to, to calling a hot route. Yeah. Hot routes probably for one or two specific players. Yes. And that could be the hand signals. Oh, the 30, he had 30 different hand signals. I couldn't keep up. <laughs> I'm going to miss this, the, the, the low IQ paint chip eating takes of a bunch of cheeseheads about Aaron Rodgers when he is inevitably shipped out. You know, the only hand signal the guys actually finally got when they never actually learned them is when they weren't getting the football and it was just the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Christian Watson got uh, first game rowdy first play where Roger on Cork's uh, 70 yard bomb it could have been a touchdown do you think the hand signal Christian Watson got right then was the middle finger from Rogers uh, whatever whatever he said because he clearly said, <laughs> he something, said something we're gonna need our dump button <laughs> well we'll just do it uh, without the FCC well rowdy and I are hold up our middle fingers that's that's what Rogers gave Christian Watson Play one, week one. That was actually probably being nice. It, it was. <laughs> it speaks volumes, though. There's the hand signal that everyone can understand. The dirty middle thing. It's finger. universal. Yeah, everyone knows that one. <laughs> oh, but he had too many hand signals. He was 30 of them. How could they play? It's like, oh, my God. Uh, and then players come out refuting it from the team itself. And Rodgers is cracking jokes about it. Uh, duh, uh, duh, duh. Yep, there you go. But Jordan Love's going to run the playbook. I, th- I, just, I just go back to like when these professionals, where it is their job to learn these things, especially if you're in an offense like this. Yeah. And if you're a young receiver, remember there were stories of Romeo Dobbs sitting down at, at camp with Rodgers, yeah, like trying to learn and, and oh, yeah. pick stuff up. And clearly he was picking stuff up and learning because early on before he hurt his ankle, I mean, he was the top performer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just go back to like your little league baseball days or your high school baseball days where everyone had signs and you probably had, around 10 signs for like a standard team. Yeah. You weren't being paid. You were some snot nosed kid, <laughs> but you were expected to know them. <laughs> These guys are getting paid to know 30 of them. You were supposed to know 10 and that was just showing up in the summer. Yeah. Well, they're so subtle and nuanced that it was hard to keep up with them yeah, all. Like, Ro- come on. Rogers would like have a silent, but deadly fart. And you're supposed to know that was a hot route for, uh, and then let's all be honest. <laughs> if we had a 15, if you had a 15, 
guy baseball team, only two of the idiots wouldn't learn them. <laughs> oh, but then remember the story about Romeo Dobbs and Rogers afterwards? Well, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he didn't hang out with any of the young wide receivers, especially Romeo Dobbs, uh, in the offseason or even after games or on weeknights. It's like, okay, well, Aaron Rodgers is 39. Romeo Dobbs is 22 years old. How many 39-year-olds out there are hanging out with 22-year-olds on their off? Yeah, time? not a ton. Now, Rowdy, I found Sauce Gardner's YouTube channel. Sauce Gardner burned the cheesehead. He went out with Brees Hall, uh, another one of his teammates as well, and he burned the cheesehead. I have the, uh, the audio. Here is Sauce Gardner on his YouTube account talking about Aaron Rodgers burning the cheesehead. And also uh, Brees Hall is with them, as well as um, Garrett Wilson, his wide receiver. So let's, uh, there's a little sound effects in it that was kind of annoying, but bear with me. Here is, uh, here's Sauce on his YouTube channel. Two days ago, I made a tweet. I said, if Aaron Rodgers become the Jets' new quarterback, won't pick him off in practice, and I'll burn the cheese head. No, but we're going to be burning the cheese head anyway, you know, no matter what the outcome is. And it's going to be for the fans who want him to become a Jet. You know what I mean? So Let's get straight to it. I don't know why they put those. All right, so here's Sauce Gardner in his house. He's got the cheese head in his hand. He opens up his patio door. He's on his deck right now, walking outside. A little, little cold day. There's he got a pool. About to see, man. We outside right now. My dog, Brees. Brees in the cut. Brees just pulled up. Uh, we got G5 over here, man. There's a fire pit. This is the first time we burning the cheese head. This is our first time lighting a fire pit in it. It ain't going good. <laughs> Ronnie, the first time lighting a fire pit. He's out there in his backyard. Nice swanky little pad he's got. And he's got a nice little fire pit. It's burning. And they got Sauce Gardner's got the, uh, the cheese head with him. And Brees Hall standing right there. And <laughs> they're about to burn it. But before that, he asked a couple of questions. How you feeling? You good? Good, man. Good. Ready to burn this thing. You know it. We outside. We outside right now. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Let me get the camera. Let me see. First of all, hey, how, how would y'all feel if A-Rod was on, was on the offense side of the ball, man? First of all, throwing you dots, handing you the ball, throwing you them swing routes, them wheel routes. They're going to open it up for me. So they're going to be scared of them. Boom, hand me off the ball. We yes, smooth. Sir. Super Bowl. Right, hey, hey, how would you feel getting them dots, though? Man, I just know it's going to be precise. It's okay. the main thing I think about when I think about A-Rod. So, <laughs> so now the fire's going on. Hey, hey, I need this touch, bro. I need the touch. I need the touch. Hey, hey, I, need to, hey I need the touch. The touch of the cheese, hey, when it's going in, this motherfucker gonna try the cheese sauce. Come on. Alright, there it goes. They burned the cheese head. So there you go. Uh, Rowdy, if, if you missed it, they did say right in there uh, their wide receiver, call it Super Bowl bound, if Aaron Rodgers was uh, their quarterback. You know Zach Wilson is just sitting there squirming watching this all unfold as well. Wouldn't it just be crazy, though, if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets and we'll say Tom Brady goes to Miami or Tampa Bay? Mm-hmm. Look at the quarterbacks that are in the AFC. You have Josh Allen. You'd have Tom Brady. Clearly, you'd have Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson probably going back to Baltimore. Yep. Joe Burrow. Deshaun Watson. You say Mahomes? I, I'm I'm still moving right oh, down sorry. the line. <laughs> but yeah, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. Whew. Justin Herbert. It's a hell of a. That's a lot of good quarterbacks. It's a hell of an arms race there. It's a lot the of AFC. good quarterbacks. Yeah, it really is. That's a. That's a lot. The NFC. Take away. Uh, take away Jalen Hurts. Here's the NFC after Jalen Hurts. Is it Dak? Is it Kirk Cousins? Daniel Jones. Is his it money? Matthew Stafford, who they're looking to trade as of a report this morning. Yeah. Um. 
Is it Jordan Love? No, it's Jared Goff. Um, Justin Fields. Let's see here. Like it's after after Jalen Hurts right now. It's probably a combination of Danny Dimes, Derek Carr on the Saints, Dak, Kirk, Derek Carr. Who's the Falcons quarterback? It was Marcus Mariota. Yeah, who, like he's a free agent. So Desmond Ritter was a rookie out of uh, Cincinnati. So you look at the AFC, absolutely stacked with quarterbacks. You look at the NFC; it bodes well for Jordan Love if he's a starter. I mean, who, who's the best in the NFC? Dak. It's Jalen Hurts. Okay, Hurts. Hurts is number one, and then it's who do you want? Do you want Carr? Do you want Cousins? Do you want Dak? Do you want Daniel Jones? Because you look, the Bears have Fields. Will Jalen Hurts be as good rowdy if they outlaw the quarterback shove? The, yeah, at the line. Yeah. <laughs> Jared Goff kind of is what he is. Justin Fields, they're still hoping. I mean, the Washington Commanders were going with uh, Sam Howell at the end of the year. Yikes. So that bodes well for Jordan Love. Packers have Love. Again, Ritter's in Atlanta. I don't know who the hell is going to be playing quarterback in Carolina. Tampa's got, what, Kyle Trask? Kyle Trask. That's it. Kyler Murray, but he's been pretty bad the last year and a half. Yeah. Who knows who's going to be under center for San Francisco? They don't have one that's healthy. Brock Purdy? Is it his division? Geno Smith? Geno Smith just inked up. Aaron Rodgers going to the AFC where there's a lot of big dogs. A lot of big sharks in the water. Could be the NFC. Back with the Packers. Be a big fish in a little pond. Or is that bode well for Jordan Love? I mean, you got to think that's like Robbie was talking yesterday. He's like, well, you know, he... After you get rid of Jalen Hurts, it's like there's not a whole lot there. Jordan Love plays well. He might be the second-best quarterback in the NFC in a year. Yeah, wild. Well, okay, where does Aaron Rodgers fall for the pecking order in the AFC quarterbacks you just listed then? Is he the best if he goes to the Jets? Right now? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's like Patrick Mahomes is in the AFC. And, like, Rodgers is... He's got a lot of uh, an uphill battle if he goes to AFC. Like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. And Rodgers would have to play against, you know, Josh Allen and the Bills, Tua and the Dolphins, Mac Jones, I guess, and the Patriots, and then there's the Jets and the AFC East. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers plays the way that he played last year, uh, granted, I think he's better. We'll just say he's like the 10th best quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's the 10th best quarterback. He's clearly still behind, and I'm just reading off from the East to West. He's clearly still behind Allen. He's clearly still behind Burrow. He's clearly still behind Patrick Mahomes. And he's still clearly behind Justin Herbert. That's four guys. Yeah. And then who knows how big of a jump Trevor Lawrence takes in year three, which is probably technically year two after the Urban Meyer demise. (laughs) The big herb. Yeah. Who knows if another quarterback like Lamar Jackson, if he's healthy, what he looks like past MVP. Mm-hmm. Like who knows if Deshaun Watson knocked off some rust and looked like Deshaun Watson from 2019. Yeah. Now I'm going to say probably not, yeah, but probably still, not, but you never know. who knows if Russell Wilson can find it again. And he looks like Russell Wilson from three years ago. If Herbert makes another step. Yeah. I mean, even though he's the 10th best, there's still a lot of good quarterbacks over there. 
And I think, I think Aaron Rodgers could still be the fifth best quarterback in football, honestly, if he's healthy. Well, it's, it's so much better when the Jets already have had, though, you know? Look at Zach Wilson. He stinks. Yeah, Zach Wilson sucks. Mike White, um, I mean, he was a little flash in the pan. He got his ribs injured for so long. I, and he's a free agent. Yeah. Joe Flacco's a free agent. And he's <laughs> he's almost as old as Rodgers is. <laughs> AFC locked and loaded. What's he going to do, Rodgers? So Sauce Gardner says his package deal's all over. What if in exchange we get a Zach Wilson? Would we would we like vomit? I mean, it's not going to happen, but. Well, I think he meant package deals as in Rodgers and. Yeah, like a David, like Bakhtiari is being thrown around out there. And Packers. Yeah. Now, clearly, they're not going to trade Rodgers and Love. Looking down the roster, who, who, who do you think that they are going to package up and trade with them? You think that the running backs are probably both pretty safe. Yeah, they just redid Jones. You're going to think that uh, the wide receiver position is pretty safe since you just basically drafted and signed everyone in the last year that you currently have. Yeah. Tight end position is pretty safe because there's really nobody there. <laughs> there's nothing. Offensive line, though, is where it gets interesting. You just re-signed Elton Jenkins. He's probably not going anywhere. David Bakhtiari, ding, ding, ding. That's a big one. Yep. A lot of the uh, the rest of the offensive line, pretty young. And on their first year deal, they're probably not going anywhere. So what? We have David Bakhtiari. Yep. Uh, you look at the defensive the line. We know that Kenny Clark is a cornerstone on their defense. You just drafted Wyatt. Campbell. Yeah, you're just not going to move. Maybe, maybe a Devondre Campbell would be a package deal. Was maybe it? a Preston Smith. You got to imagine they want to re-sign Gary. Oh, hey, speaking of Smith, you see Zadarius Smith wants out of Minnesota. He said he's unhappy. Wants out, must be released. <laughs> he's a loser. <laughs> Darnell Savage. Oh, they've been trying to get, rid, trying of to get rid of him. I mean, it's almost an $8 million hit. Yeah. But I'm sure the Packers would have to eat that. Rasul Douglas maybe could be. Oh, Packers are going to be eating a lot, Rowdy, coming up here. I think it would be a lot of the. Yeah, I think the guys that I could see. I'm going to go Darnell Savage if you could get rid of him, if somebody wanted him. Rasul Douglas. Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, David Bakhtiari. All the other guys like Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb would have to be signing trades, and yeah. that just makes it more of a headache. Jets Jets want them and Rodgers want them. Just sign the ball. Well, uh, here we go. Adam Thielen is now a free agent. The Vikings are releasing the two-time Pro Bowler Adam Thielen today. Thielen now Adam Thielen. out of the market. Welcome to this guy right here. I missed you last week, Raphael. We happened to be in the same state at the same time, though. Didn't know it. We were both in Florida. What's going on there? I don't know. That was weird. I'm surprised that uh, that uh, Florida just didn't break off and, and just uh, swung along into the ocean for both of us being in the same state. Well, I wanted to break a couple people uh, off in Florida. Driving around there in the Orlando area is, like, absurd. I wanted to break some necks and some, some hands and some legs and everything. It was ridiculous, dude. I don't know how people survived well, on there. I don't get it. Well, you're not... You're not in Wisconsin anymore, Toto, so uh, that's, uh, that's you, have to, you, have to, you have to get in the big boy pants to get in the big cities. Hey, well, I did. Trust me, I did. I'm, 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 I'm no stranger to put my big boy pants on and slapping some people around. Uh, but, Raf, I want to slap around some, um, some lawmakers in Wisconsin. I just saw this. A landmark day in Massachusetts as they welcome in sports betting. For the first time, more than 50, 50% of the U.S. population resides in states that can legally bet on sports. You know where we reside and the 50% that can't in Wisconsin here. Yep. I always tell people if you look at why your state does not have 
sports gambling or legalized marijuana, look at your congressmen and senators and all that, and I can guarantee you a lot of them are former priests, heavy religious people, and I'm not even saying blue or red. Uh, usually uh, they're heavy religious uh, former priests and stuff like that, and that's why. It has nothing to do with blue or red. It has a lot to do with what they do on their spare time. Now, we looked it up, didn't we, Rowdy? Gambling is not considered a, quote, sin in the Bible, if I remember correctly. So, Raph, I mean, I mean, what are we talking about here? They can be. A, I, yeah. I think it's a double standard, especially when it, I was born and raised growing up Catholic, but, and they were, and I remember <laughs> my mom saying, "Oh, I can't believe you're looking at point spreads and all that and stuff <laughs> like that." But every month, the church that we would go to would have a bingo night or uh, a Las Vegas night for uh, on, to raise man. money. Come on, uh, so I thought it was a double standard. Come on, man. All right, Raph, let's do some gambling right now. Then I don't think our moms are listening. Uh, Raph. Um, Come March Madness, um, I think I always ask this. I always forget. Is it Super Bowl is the craziest or March Madness is the craziest? It's March Madness, right? Oh, March Madness is the craziest because you have four straight days of just craziness. Super Bowl is just one game and a whole bunch of prop bets. Yeah, and when that okay. game kicks off, you have nothing else to do except eat and watch the game. March Madness, it goes from 9 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, nonstop games. So give me uh, one Super Bowl over the first four days of March Madness. Do you sleep during one of the first four days of March Madness? Uh, now, you do sleep because, let's face it, the, the heavy money comes in on Super Bowl. March Madness, you get the college kids spending their mom and dad's uh, money with $20 parlays. So you don't get the six figures, million dollar bets during March Madness like you do in Super Bowl. So I do, I would say you probably get more sleep during March Madness than the Super Bowl weekend just because Super Bowl weekend, you just see crazy, crazy money. I always tell my ticket writers, when you're counting that much money, don't sniff your hands afterwards. (laughs) What do you mean? They'll wake you up a little bit, Raph. You'll get a little jolt. (laughs) We get drug tested uh, at Vegas, so no. (laughs) Huh? What? Oh, yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. That's boring. All right. Well, damn, Raph. All right, Raphael. <laughs> uh, man, that's, speaking of Vegas, I mean, if you're taking the money, um, who do you think would be an odds-on favorite for people to put their money down for March Madness? Uh, we had what, Houston, they up there? People like maybe the Dark Horses and Gonzaga because no one's talking about them? What do you think? I would say Houston's probably right now, but don't say, even though they just got devastated with one of their key guys going out, UCLA, if they continue to play well, their bench played well the other night. Uh, I think they could be, I don't want to say a dark horse because they might, they'll probably be a number one seed, but a seed that we're not talking about. I mean, everyone's going to talk about Houston, of course, Kansas, uh, the, uh, Purdue, if they can hang on to a number one seed. I mean, if that big guy gets hot, uh, they're going to be a hard team to beat. Mm. Uh, I, I would think those two, but again, I, there's four or five teams that I think that can easily, easily cut down the nets uh, uh, this year. Like I said, Houston, Bama, uh, Kansas, UCLA, Connecticut. If it's not UCLA, maybe Arizona gets hot uh, and they can do it. So there's a lot of teams that I think that can probably cut the nets. And we're, we're sitting here as Wisconsin fans wondering if we're going to, you know, selection Sunday, obviously on Sunday, wondering if we're going to get in because of other teams losing and our quad one wins as Wisconsin totally crapped on their leg in the Big Ten tournament. So we're, we're wondering if we'll even make it. Your Badger fans, go to the store right now. I don't know if you guys have Dicks or whatever sporting goods, and buy Marquette gear because I Ugh. think that's what you could. That's what you have to be cheering that's for. A, that's Sorry. like a sin. That's a sin. I know, here. I know. But at least you get to cheer for someone in the state. Would you rather cheer for 
Indiana or Purdue or Ohio State or any other team in your in your in your conference. Ugh. Cheer for at least a local team. Ugh. I just cheer that. Uh, hopefully, they all have fun. All right, <laughs> NIT baby. NIT. Okay, do you have NIT bets out? Will you do NIT bets? Oh yeah, I'll, yes. I'll have I'll Embrace have it. odds to win it all. I'll have odds to win the NIT and stuff like that. We'll have prop bets, of course. I don't disrespect the NIT. I'll even put a stuff on the. Is the CBI playing this year? They didn't play last year. I gotta check on that. Raphael, thank you so much for embracing the NIT. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm a loner crusader uh, of the NIT embracing. Rally yeah, you know what NIT too. stands for? You know what NIT stands for? Not invited to the tournament. <laughs> You still can win a national championship because there's national in it. National. Yep, I agree. I agree. Raph, some of us have standards. <laughs> Rowdy's fighting I, I, I the NIT. I agree on that, too. Rowdy's fighting the NIT. Hey, Raph, speaking of standards, uh, let's look a little bit here at youcanbetthat.com, your awesome website. I saw this from your email. Uh, you have new Major League Baseball, uh, some some betting odds. How long will the official average time of game during the season be? I you have the over-under set at what? Two hours and 39 minutes? Yes. And everyone bet the, the over. Uh, I think now it's minus 140 right now. I'm sure the MLB uh, higher-ups don't like wouldn't want that. But what was the average I before? Think, it was like three over three hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was close to three. I don't know if it was exactly three. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, I, 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 I don't like the pitching change clock. I like the other rules. I do because uh, let's face it. If no more Garcia Parra was still playing, uh, he probably wouldn't even be a, a name anymore. It took no him bye. like two hours just to get into the uh, batter's box. No, bye. Ryan Braun would take forever too. He'd have just his jock and his Velcro on his glove, like for like a minute before he'd take a swing. That's so true. annoying. Uh, so let's see here. I know. Like, I love this. Which batter will be penalized the most for pitch clock violations? Odds-on favorite Manny Machado. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one that's pretty much said it, that if it's in a crucial spot in the game and his base is on there, he's going to go up to the battery box knowing that, hey, you know what, I'm going to be down 0-1 because I just need a hit, move the runners, get an RBI or something like that. He's pretty much said he, he might use it and say, hey, you know what, let me start off 0-1 because I'm going to try to uh, push this runner over or whatever. So how did you, made him the How did you make odds on this? Is which team will be penalized the most for pitch clock violations? Uh, White Sox... Angels, Giants, all at plus uh, 1,000, and then it dips down a little bit for each team. Uh, how'd you get to the Brewers at 2,500? Uh, with no brawn in there, that was probably the reason why. <laughs> They're <laughs> so, so far down below. Uh, White Sox at Angels, Otani, uh, it, it, it takes a lot. Trout takes a lot of okay. uh, time. So I kind of looked at their roster and all that. Uh, I should have made the Yankees a little bit higher because Anthony Rizzo takes forever. So does. Uh, 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 I can't think of the other guy that takes forever, but yeah, it was just a lot of looking at people in the batter's box and their starters and, and okay, stuff gotcha, like that. interesting. Also, at you can bet that dot com, Raph. Uh, what Oscars? Um, Oscars. Wait, no, is this an old one? You got Oscars? What is this one, Raphael? Will anyone be slapped during the Oscars? Yeah, that's what Oscar profits where any host or award <laughs> presenter be slapped during it. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I think they'll have some security for that. I, I, I know what I wanted to ask you. That's what it was. WWE coming up. Are they going to legalize betting on it? I don't know. I know Colorado has already said no. Did a lot of interviews last uh, 36 hours. Because I've been doing odds for wrestling for over 10 years. Yeah. So it, this is nothing new to me. Uh, I understand why some people, oh, it's scripted and stuff like that. You have to really dive in. Why don't you make a phone call to WWE and, and get to know why it's not scripted as much as it used to be? 
before you make a stupid uh, uh, segment saying that it's fixed, it's fixed, it's fixed. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think some states will embrace it. Let's face it. The reason why casinos don't want it, because let's say if they have a million-dollar guy that's playing Baccarat that's losing, and now he wants to bet uh, uh, Roman Reigns to win it, he's going to want to put a $10,000 bet. I'm sorry, your, your max bet is $100 or $500, and now he's going to complain to the casino host and casino, why can't I bet 10000 That's why most of these casinos don't want but to have it because they're afraid that these big wigs who lose million dollars on tables going to want to bet a big bet on WWE and then the sports to say sorry. Interesting. That's huh. I never thought of that like that. All right, Raph. So um, do you think it's going to get done here? Uh, I think some states will. I oh, think okay. some states will. I think some states won't. Anything else you cooking for some crazy entertainment bet, uh, prop bets? Uh, it's going to be working a lot of March Madness uh, prop bets. Yeah, uh, it's time uh, this, this whole weekend. Tell the, and, tell the uh, misses that you're going to be gone for a while, even though you're going to be next, in the same house. You know. Next Georgetown head coach might be up there. Rick Pitino pretty much was only gonna, almost going to be a St. John head coach. Now that Georgetown, maybe he goes there. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Raph, best of luck after Selection Sunday, man. Um, good luck. That's all I can say. Take it easy. Take <laughs> it easy, guys. Have a fantastic weekend. See you, buddy. Go Marquette. 